1: After speaking of the Lord's second coming and our being gathered to him in some detail, the Apostle Paul comes back to a word of further encouragement in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Surely it was in his heart to point the new believers in Thessalonica to God's purpose in his selection of them with the goal of sanctifying them. His sweet word in verse 13 sets the tone for this loving word of encouragement. But we ought to thank God always concerning you, brothers beloved of the Lord, because God chose you from the beginning unto salvation in sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Dick Taylor has joined us for our fellowship today as we uh, begin the final week of our Life Study of Thessalonians. Dick, this is a sweet portion before us, isn't it?
2: Yes, Chris, this is a sweet portion, and I like this uh, overall thought is further encouragement. And eventually, we'll see from this section that this encouragement is none other than the Lord himself from every kind of angle. What an encouraging section this is.
1: These two short books, Dick, now that we're nearly through this life study, I have really been impressed, I believe, with these two books in a way uh, that I've never had before. On the one hand, he is brief. I'm talking about Paul now in addressing these believers in this city in uh, Achaia, He was brief and general, but he covers a lot of ground. And and in some points, uh, he's uh, sober in his warning of them. In other points, he's just loving and cherishing as a mother over her children. And we've just had now this more detailed explanation of some of the things related to the Lord's return and the rapture of the believers. So he quickly comes back to another encouraging word to keep them really focused on not these uh, things that are important, but can become a kind of a distraction. Mm -hmm. These end time related matters, I think, uh, can preoccupy us, almost distracts us from the real focus, which is our enjoyment, our love, our experience of Christ himself for our salvation,
2: as he says here in sanctification. That's right. And it's true. Many things can even distract us from the Lord, even as we're preparing for his coming. But his burden here is to bring them to the real encouragement and the real preparation for the Lord's coming, and that is to experience Christ himself as everything, particularly in this realm of
1: sanctification. We're going to touch this matter of sanctification a few times in this final week as we uh, have established this verse from the first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter five, twenty-three, where Paul said, "...and the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly." And then he goes on and gives some detail about how he is doing that sanctifying work. But today we're on this topic of our salvation in sanctification. And let's join Witness Lee with our first portion.
3: This short portion of the word is very, very sweet. This is the last encouragement in these two books. But we ought to thank God always concerning you, brothers, the love by the Lord. Because, listen. Firstly, in his encouragement, he referred the young believers very much back to the beginning, to God's selection, to God's choice. Because God chose you from the beginning. Our being saved didn't begin in time. Rather, it began in eternity. In eternity past, God thought about you. Not only God thought about you, and God did something about you. Before you were born, God saw you. And God selected you. God chose you from the beginning until salvation. This is not the salvation going to the heaven. No. This is the salvation in sanctification. When God calls us and saved us, that was God's shopping. <laughs> <laughs> to pick up a large groceries. God did a go shopping. Pick you, pick me, pick all of us. And he brought us into a process. In the cooking process. In the kitchen. We all know when the cooking is going on in the kitchen it's just a mess. So don't expect that your local church will be so (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) No. A fantastic place sure is not the kitchen. Kitchen is a place, a process. Nothing is ready there. But all things are going to be ready. A number of times the dear saints here and there did come to me, Brother Lee, how could you tolerate this kind of thing in the church? I said, what? (laughs) Why I could tolerate? You look at the kitchen. That's a mess. You just wait. Now God is sanctifying us. This surely goes back to the first book, 523. May God of peace sanctify you wholly.
1: Dick, I always cringe when uh, people come into our kitchen when we're having uh, a lot of the brothers and sisters over and cooking a big feast. It's not a very neat and orderly and proper place at that point, is it?
2: No, but like he said, uh, generally the messier it is, probably the better the meal's going to (laughs) be. It was just nice, neat, clean Tidy, and as he said, fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's probably no food. There's no process going (laughs) on. There's no process going on. So, this process of sanctification is tremendous so that the Lord could be really experienced by us and enjoyed as the heavenly food. (laughs) He made
1: reference to this process began even before time began. I made a note of a phrase he said Our being saved didn't begin in time, it began in eternity.
2: Right. I like that he chose us. This is a really good phrase here, that God chose us unto salvation. So before we were born, before we were around, wow, this is encouraging. Yeah. Chris, you were chosen before you were even born. God looked at you. He selected you. This is when the process began. And then I like this matter of uh, in time, eventually, in our experience, he called us. Wow. And that's like his uh, going to the uh, <laughs> supermarket and picking out all these groceries. So he got all of us. I want this one. I want that one. All of you who are listening, he he selected you. He selected you in eternity past, and in time he called you went shopping. He said, I like this grocery. Then he took it home. And now we're all in the kitchen. <laughs> we're all in the process, which is sanctification, and the Lord is doing something in us that is saturating and soaking us with himself so that we could really be constituted with Christ. So that's why it's good. It says, God chose you unto salvation in sanctification of the Spirit. I like this phrase, sanctification of the Spirit. Right. That means this process is related to the person of Christ as the Spirit himself. So the process of sanctification, although... We ourselves are so untransformed and we need so much transformation. This process of sanctification is transpiring in the middle of all kinds of intermixed and complicated situations and problems, but the Spirit is working and working and working. And God, in a sense, is cooking a great meal because as the Spirit's working, what's happening? Christ is being wrought into our being. And making home in our heart, we're being constituted with Christ. This is a good meal, not only to satisfy man, but much more to satisfy God and to make him happy. So, hallelujah for this encouraging process of sanctification.
1: Dick, he made the comment that, well, and just relating the verse that you just quoted again, he is saving us, not into heaven here in this Mm -hmm, passage, mm -hmm. he's saving us in heaven. Sanctification, right? Let's go back to Witness Lee and spend a bit more time on this verse, First uh, Thessalonians five twenty three, that he may sanctify us wholly, and I'll add now, as Paul does, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Here's Witness Lee.
3: Sometimes I was invited to some of the families. I was brought into the kitchen. I had to look. Oof, I know I'm going to have a feast. <laughs> Full of flavor. Look at the kitchen and the one who is cooking there. Everything, everybody's messed up. <laughs> Only a good social church. Everything there is in good order. Everything fantastic. Because they don't cook. <laughs> There's no sanctification. There's no transformation. No process is going on. We have been saved into sanctification. God in his salvation, according to his selection, has put us into sanctification. The choosing God, the selecting God, is sovereign. And he's wise. He selected us into salvation in sanctification. Yes, to have your sins forgiven. You don't need to be coked. You just say, Lord Jesus, oh, I will repent. I'm a sinner, Lord. Lord, I believe in you, and you died on the cross for my sins. Good enough. Your sins are forgiven. If you are only saved in this way, you don't need to be coked. And this is not sanctification. This is just forgiveness. But following forgiveness, what will come? Sanctification. The Lord is going to sanctify you, transform you. And transformation is a process. And this process is not that much enjoyable. But you have to learn how to enjoy. Enjoy the suffering. Enjoy the coaching. According... To the first book, chapter 4. He is in you to sanctify you. The indwelling of the Spirit actually is the sanctification. He indwells us with only one goal, that is to transform us, to change us metabolically, to sanctify us of the Spirit.
1: You know, Dick, I I was thinking, listening here, you and I live in Southern California, right? and um, there's a lot of spectacular homes down here, Mm -hmm. and uh, the kitchen has become a real centerpiece in homes these days. I don't know if you have looked around in many of the newer homes. Right, right. You know what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. The kitchens are literally fantastic. They are fantastic. And they cost just multiple tens of thousands of dollars. Right. But so often the people that have these kinds of homes and these fantastic kitchens— they never cook there. They go out to eat every night.
2: That's right. There's no mess there. <laughs> there's no mess So there. there's nothing good taking place. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so getting us past the stage of just forgiveness into the stage of sanctification and transformation, no doubt there's going to be a messy process. And oftentimes it's not that pleasant to us, is it?
2: That's right. Problem is our view may be that salvation just means forgiveness. Yeah. But the Lord's burden in salvation and sanctification is that we would be saturated and permeated and soaked with Christ, because sanctification is a process, uh, and he he likened this to the process of transformation. So what we need is saturated with Christ. This requires some cooking. Yes. <laughs> Forgiveness doesn't require any cooking. You're you're forgiven, Chris. There you are. Amen. Okay, but Thanks. but to become like Christ, to become Him constitutionally. In his life and nature, this takes cooking because none of us just automatically are like that. There's a process that goes on. And so the Lord gives us the right wife. He puts us around the right brothers and sisters in the right environments just to help the cooking process so that what that he as the Spirit can saturate us and permeate us. So I still like this matter of uh, the main thing is we may be in situations that are not that pleasant, but that's part of his process of cooking. And that's why we love that verse in Romans 8. We know that all things work together for good to those who love him mm. and are called according to his purpose. And the next verse says in Romans eight twenty nine is to be conformed to the image of the firstborn son. Right. That he would be the first among many brothers. And so uh, we're in this process. And uh, the Lord's wanting to saturate and permeate, so it requires some dealings, some... Uh, things that maybe are not so pleasant, but I like this phrase Brother Lee used. He said, we need to learn to enjoy, enjoy. him right. in the middle of these problems. Anybody have ever seen, uh, Chris, who is going through a lot of sufferings and this type of thing, but they're turning to the Lord, opening to the Lord, uh, loving the Lord, and, and, and giving him the ground through all these things, I tell you, something really good is coming out in that kitchen. They are being cooked. There's Christ being wrought into their being. And uh, that's why we appreciate, like Brother Nee, Brother Lee, so much, because they went through many sufferings. But they learned to enjoy the Spirit in the middle of the sufferings, realizing that God is taking them through this process of sanctification, transformation, which means to be conformed to the image of Christ. So uh, thank the Lord for this encouraging word related really. to sanctification and that even all these things that we face in our daily life, kitchen things, messy things, uh, they're not negative, that they are really for Christ to be wrought into our being. And
1: Dick, listen to the result that he mentions to these uh, young new believers in Thessalonica in verse 14 the outcome of the sanctifying process, to which also he called you through our gospel unto the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's our focus in the last portion, Dick.
3: Now he called you through our gospel unto the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, not the obtaining of the negative things. Of uh, forgiveness, of uh, justification, of uh, reconciliation. No. Unto the obtaining of something, something, something too, too passive. Unto the obtaining of the glory. What is obtaining of the glory of the Lord Jesus? What is the glory of the Lord Jesus? In John 17, the Lord Jesus prayed, Father... The glory you have given me, I have given to my disciples. What is the glory there? The glory of the Lord Jesus is that the Father has given him the Father's life and the Father's nature for him to express the Father. This is the Son's glory. And now this glory The Son has given us. The Son has given us the Father's life and nature that we may be able to express God the Father. Holy glory. God has called us into such a wonderful thing, into the obtaining of this glory. The glory of the divine life and divine nature. To express the divine being. No need to say, have you ever thought about this? I would ask, have you ever heard about this? Hallelujah. 16. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement. What is this? They're saying, What is the eternal encouragement? My you just think about the eternal life. You got inherited. Amen. You say, oh, yeah, I am weak. Are you weak? You think about the eternal life. You think a little bit. Right away, what? Strengthen. It is sufficient for any kind of environment and situation. God has loved us and he has given us such an eternal encouragement and good hope in grace. Good hope in grace. And this grace is nothing less than the Triune God process to be the all-inclusive life-giving Spirit. This grace, in this grace, we have good hope.
1: Dick, this was more than tremendous, more than fantastic. He said, not only have you probably never considered this, have you ever heard this, the goal, the the result of this sanctification, this process, is our obtaining the glory that the Father gave to Christ. How can this
2: be? Wow. How can this be? By the Lord's mercy and love. (laughs) If God is for us, who can be against us? He's really for us, isn't he, Chris? And I really like this, the fact that uh, what's this mean in a basic way? It just means that by his calling us and uh, dispensing himself into us, now we have the eternal life. Yeah. We have the eternal nature. Mm-hmm. We have the divine life, divine nature, which results in the divine glory. Wow. The divine glory of the divine being. <laughs> and uh, so – What is the goal? In other words, uh, the cooking we've been talking about is the process. But what's the goal of the process? The goal of the process is obtaining of the glory. Glory. Wow. Hmm. And this means we're saturated with the divine life, saturated with the divine nature, to become absolutely constituted with the divine being for his glory. (laughs) Now, this is beyond what the mind can comprehend. But like you said, the Lord prayed for that before He went to the cross. Oh, Father, uh, the glory that You've given to me, I give to them, <laughs> that they also may be with us in the glory.
1: But the way He gives this glory to us is in this process, and oftentimes the suffering part of the process.
2: That's right, and and you know this process is called sanctification. It's called transformation. And when you think of Second Corinthians three eighteen, what's it say? It say we're being transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. We're in this process, but while we're tasting the glory, eventually we'll be unto the obtaining of the full glory, Wow! where we become absolutely one with the divine being for his expression. (laughs) And he and we, and we and he, become a tremendous we, he, he, we. (laughs) We're just completely one in the divine glory. But we can taste that in today's process. Wow! Every time we touch the Lord as the Spirit, we just touch glory. Anytime we call on his name, oh, Lord Jesus, anytime we love him, Lord, I love you. Anytime we turn our heart to him, praise the Lord. And, and we even confess things that are hindering us or insulating us. We come back, we touch the life, we touch the glory. So we're in the process with so many not-so-pleasant things, but we have a taste in the process of the full glory, because even the Spirit is the foretaste of the full taste. Wow. <laughs> and then that's tasting,
1: Dick, of glory, which is just to taste Christ himself in the midst of these sufferings. That's what enables us to make it through them and not just endure sufferings. All kinds of people suffer. That's but right. not all kinds of people get wrought with the divine glory, do they?
2: No. So praise the Lord, he's in us as the Spirit who is the foretaste of the full taste. That motivates us, motorizes us, energizes us, and keeps us going to the full obtaining of the glory. Thank the Lord, Chris, for his love. Thank the Lord for his mercy from eternity past to eternity future, and right now in this precious process called sanctification. So we don't want to neglect him. We don't want to forsake him. We don't want to miss him. We want to always be opening to him, turning to him, enjoying him in this process unto the obtaining of the the glory. Good to be back with you,
1: Dick. It's been a while since you and I. I know you uh, were able to record a program or two with Matt Miller while I was gone recently, but this has uh, been a treat for me to be back in the studio with you. Hope we can do it soon.
2: Me too, Chris. This is a real enjoyment. And it's like that last phrase. What's it say? It says, good hope and grace. Amen. All of this is a matter of enjoying the Lord. The Lord as grace is just for us to enjoy Him.
1: If you'd like to keep enjoying Him in these messages, there's a few ways that you can do that. Of course, the... uh, Radio programs are all available on our website. If you miss a portion or miss a program or miss a section of programs or would like to go back to any of our previous books, we have all of our past programs available for you on the website. That's www.lifestudy.com. And uh, if you'd like to get the printed message, the Life Study volume itself of First and Second Thessalonians, you can call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFESTUDY, 888-543-3788. And join us the rest of this week as we finish up now this live study of 1st and 2nd Thessalonians for Dick Taylor and Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today.
0: Yeah. Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Knee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Knee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The overcoming life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.